God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, well, we, uh, we're, we're all talking about Joe Biden and his really bad day yesterday when it comes to gun legislation and how he said so many things that were just so stupid and so out of touch. And, you know, when you take a look at how they're um, treating the border, where they're opening the floodgates, creating the problem, then going back down to put it, put it out, somehow Kamala Harris is buckling to, peer pre- buckling to uh, media pressure, I guess, pressure to do right, uh, because Trump is going down, and he's going to be hanging out with Governor Abbott in Texas, And he's going to be looking at the border. So naturally, of course, Kamala Harris has to go down because Trump's doing it. It's all about Trump. I would dare say that this whole, you know, the whole Fauci reaction to COVID was a lot to do about Trump and the elections and how the Democratic pressures, just like the teachers unions gave talking points to CDC about how to open up schools the CDC basically is taking its marching orders from the Democrats, as is um, a lot of other, like law enforcement, um, and the way they go after Republicans in the Capitol, and the injustices there, the two standards of justice, and then the censorship. And everything else in between. Just yesterday, we were updating our org and BugleCall.org billboards in Times Square. And we were told we had to take them down because uh, we, we weren't, we, we were being censored. And all we said was, All we said was Make America Great Again Political Action Coalition, which is the name of MAGAPAC. 
And all we said was election integrity, equal justice, and border security. That's it. That's it. Those three phrases were banned from by Ripley's Believe It or Not. Banned. Now, if I were to come out there and I were to say, clean air, uh, they would have let me do it. That's a policy issue. Why isn't it that America First Values isn't a policy issue? It is a policy issue. When we talk about supporting America First to make uh, policies to make America great again, and we're a 501c3, we should be allowed to actually say, wave a flag, and say, we want election integrity, we want equal justice, and we want border security. What is wrong with those three phrases? What is wrong with that? And yet somehow we've been censored and banned for that. Meanwhile, other ads go up. They could talk about climate and they could talk about all kinds of stuff. And that's okay. That's a political issue too. So we're faced with a situation We're faced with a situation where it's a one-sided argument. It happens every day on Facebook. People on the right are getting censored for their conservative views, even though those views have been proven to be right, whether it's something related to the Russian hoax or Eric Ciaramella and the Ukrainian hoax, or how about that COVID started out of Wuhan as a bioweapon Manipulated by mankind, not naturally born from a bat to a stew to a what in a wet market. Um, no, it came from, it was bioengineered, paid for by Dr. Fauci, who paid Danke and his organization to endorse and push and advocate and advance gain of function. When did they pass this gain of function after Obama had banned it? Yeah, you guessed it. During Trump's transition period, Dr. Fauci saw the need. And then two years later, Dr. Fauci is talking about a pandemic that's looming. He knew exactly what was going to happen. And then he was the one in charge of the draconian lockdowns. He was the one in charge of never shake hands again. He was the one in charge of wearing a mask. He was the one in charge of social distancing. He was the one that said COVID viruses don't spread on surfaces, then they do. He was the one that said that asymptomatic patients don't spread, but yet they do, is what he said. He said the viruses never spread asymptomatically. That was huge. Someone at the WHO also said the same thing. That was huge. And yet somehow, nope, they changed it because that wasn't politically correct. They banned hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, two cheap drugs out of patent, no profits to be made, just manufacturers making the heck out of these pills that you can take 
to prevent you from getting sick. Rendering the virus uh, inadequate, rendering rendering the virus non-lethal. It was just a new report. CDC just reported that 51,000 people that were diagnosed they were died of a heart the 51,000 people who died of a heart attack uh their cause of death was listed as covid and that's according to the CDC it's all over the place we're making policies based on all kinds of crazy craziness there's a lot of talk you know we talked about the vaccines impacting negatively young men under the age of 18 we're having uh, heart conditions as a result of this virus. There's a whole list of other ones that I'm going to read to you today that I can't even say the pronounce the words. So naturally, when you have draconian measures used to exploit a virus that no one seems to be told the truth about, right? There's lie after lie related to this virus. And then they take this virus and they use it to put a mask on your face that has bacteria all over it to stay at home, to lose your job, and to censor you if you have a different kind of belief, to ban life-saving drugs that could save people's lives, like hydroxychloroquine, so how much and ivermectin? How much could they be caring about people's lives if they don't pull out all the stops? You know, it's not like we can't see it. Like we have a gut instincts, right? We're people. We're pretty smart. In fact, most of our intelligence is internal. It's not what we say on air. It's not what we do in the public. It's actually how we feel. It's our gut instinct. That's what makes us really smart. And when we take a look at the picture that's going on, we say, you know, Governor Whitmer and the governor of Nevada who are banning hydroxychloroquine, I don't think they have our best interest at heart. Otherwise, they would be pulling out all the stops. What the hell do you have to lose? You're going to die anyway. What the hell do you have to lose? Take the doggone drug. If it saves your life. But God forbid that drug proves to be a wonder drug to the point where, oh, we're not going to need vaccines. That's too much risk for for uh, not needing a vaccine that co- creates a lot of profit for the pharmaceutical companies. Oh, we're just going to buy another couple of billion dollars worth of pharmaceutical uh, vaccines and give them away to a third party country that we don't even know about. Oh, and who's going to foot the bill for that? Somebody has to pay for it at some point, right? And it's the taxpayer. It's the middle class guy that just put out of business because he couldn't do his services job because Governor Whitmer and all these liberal governors across the states basically said, you can't go to work today. How do you like that? You can't work. You lost your job. Meanwhile, all the money's just being doled out. We went from twenty-three trillion to thirty trillion overnight. It's absolute irresponsibility. 
And at the same time, these people that were using this deathly uh, virus, or the virus was deadly, but the, re- the reaction to the virus was deadly. It turns out that stay-home orders were more deadly. The people with strong mask mandates and stay-at-home orders had worse death rates. Now, I would even argue that they had worse death rates because they wanted to continue with this mask draconian measure to control populations because that's what globalists like to do. They start wars to create refugees to, to import slave labor markets. They open borders to help the uh, different corporations, whether it's big tech or agriculture, to receive the slave labor markets under the table. At the same time, they're actually at the microphone in Washington advocating for $15 minimum wage. They like to control people and the control of your will to work. They'll pay you to reduce your will to work, and they'll take the money away to increase your will to work. They can control your every behavior. They can control it, and they can also know what your behaviors are with their collusion with big tech. It's the reason why they're protecting Big Tech's Section 230. Because Big Tech is actually sharing data with the NSA. They're part of DARPA. They're part of the metadata gathering collection data. And the vaccine passports and also Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. It's all about collecting your data and controlling you as a population. We just heard yesterday on a clip about how this Asian guy was talking about how he can inject you with a a vaccine that can make you allergic to beef. You got hackers hacking green, the two top green initiatives, oil and beef. And it just so happens that the hackers hack what? Oil and beef. And it just so happens that the reaction to that was higher prices on what? Oil and beef. So when the prices go up, the consumption goes down, and that makes Ocasio-Cortez and her Green New Deal really happy. And all the while, they use this COVID to exploit, and they use it to rig elections. They use it now. God forbid you can't go out and vote. You can't go and vote. It's too dangerous. We're going to have to mandate that you mail your vote in. All of a sudden, next thing you know, Joe Biden, who can't even speak in complete sentences, gets 81 million votes and nobody likes him. Everybody in his administration is getting booed these days. Joe Biden got booed. She said, you're only booing yourself. Um, You know, all these people are getting booed. They hate them. The people hate these people. You know, they talk about the insurrection, right? And I say, no way was it an insurrection. It's not an insurrection when the police couldn't confiscate not even one gun. There was not one gun that was confiscated in the Capitol. It was a peaceful demonstration where the Capitol... Uh, Capitol Police escorted the people in. We got it on videotape. Julie Kelly from America Greatness was so far ahead of the curve on that. 
I mean, she got great video on that. Proof positive. They're withholding 14,000 hours of video. They won't tell us who that black man was that shot the white girl named Ashley Babbitt. But yet they want to talk about white rage and they don't want to talk about any other kinds of rage. It's absolutely absurd. It's gaslighting. It's attacking. It's racism. It's absolutely absurd that we're living in a time, but this is what Marxism, this is how you start Marxism. This is how you create socialism. You crush the middle class. I said it before, I'll say it again. You can never have socialism without, while, while having a strong, by strong I mean 60% of the population being a independent thinking, working, blue collar worker. So when you have a strong middle class that thinks on their own, can pay their own bills, and cares about politics because they're on the margins, they sit at the kitchen table, they create a budget, <clears throat> and they worry about the taxes they, they uh, spend. <clears throat> they worry about the level of taxes. And they worry about the regulations. And they worry about what, what's being done in Congress. They pay attention and they vote accordingly. It's those people that have to go, according to the Democrats. Because, you know, the rich already want to stay rich and access the power and take a bite of the forbidden fruits that they're able to be a part of. They'll vote and they'll never want to lose their power. So they have too much to lose. So they kiss the ring of the big government. And this totally poor, they also are in need of the big government because they're desperate and they're living hand to mouth. But it's that vibrant working middle class that is independent thinking and thinks on their own. And they're the ones, though, that do not have access to global markets. They're no, they're the ones, the mom and pop shops are not the they're 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 the ones that don't have don't have access to slave labor markets in China. But it sure is the case that these multinational corporations, these big Fortune 500 companies that have offices in just about every country in the world also have access to these slave labor markets and poor working conditions in third world developing nations. And they benefit with major profits as a result of it. And they take their profits and they lower their prices and they put small mom and pop out of business. So if you want to know why it is that big corporations didn't answer to the call of the American worker and turned their backs on it and got woke and supported Black Lives Matter and supported Joe Biden and supported CNN and MSNBC lies, the reason why is because they're in control of liberal policies, socialist policies, Marxist policies. So long as they're on that page, they can wield their power and they can access these markets that Main Street can't access. That's why they stuck around and continue to advertise and endorse black Marxist groups like Black Lives Matter and turned a blind eye to their stores being looted because the money they make on the other side is so much greater. 
So the answer to the question, why do these corporations continue to endorse and support these radical leftist ideas? Why do they continue to try to be woke and sell out America? They're doing it because of profits and greed and access to new markets. How about that China market? NBC wants to put NBC Universal in China. And once they get heavily invested in China, they can't pull back too much to lose. If they spend a billion dollars investing in a huge amusement park in China, you know, a theme park, like Disney, you know, well, if they do that, they're in debt to, it doesn't matter what bank they're in debt to, whatever they invested is going to be controlled by China. If China decides you spoke out of turn one day, they'll just shut you down and say, we're China. It's our land. It's our government. It's our whatever. You work for us. And get the heck out of here. So now that billion dollars goes to waste. You never got your return on investment. And that's exactly what this big corporation sellout is all about. Just look at LeBron James. He's a perfect example of selling out to China. Because the NBA said, we want a piece of that new market. And LeBron, you're the spokesman for the NBA. And sure enough, he folded like a cheap suit. It's this, it's the salesman. It's the salesman selling the vaccines is why we don't trust the vaccines. Because the salesmen that are selling the vaccines, trying to get to 70%, trying to get to 70% is the problem. Because if they're at 30%, or if they're at 40%, if they're even at 50% vaccines, the level of vaccines where everybody got the vaccines is up to 50%. I heard it was going up to 65%. It was Joe Biden's goal to get to 70% before July 4th. Not that that means anything because they, the liberals don't celebrate July 4th anymore. They'll celebrate Juneteenth. They'll celebrate this, that, and the other, Gay Pride Week or whatever, but they won't celebrate July 4th. You can have a Juneteenth parade. You can have a Gay Pride parade in Evanston, Illinois, but you can't have, guess what? You can't have, you're not going to be celebrating 4th of July, but you could celebrate being queer. You can celebrate being black. But if you're a Native American Indian, forget about it. If you're white, forget it. If you're a patriot and you want to celebrate and give thanks to the people that gave their blood, sweat, and tears for your freedom, forget about it. You're not allowed if you're in Evanston, Illinois. So these same people that are selling the Russian hoax and the same people that are selling Ukraine and the same people that are selling the impeachment, the same people that are gaslighting you, the same people that are telling you the sky is purple, that somehow defunding the police is going to make matters better, the opening of borders is a good idea, that getting back into wars like in Syria is not going to enrich the military-industrial complex, then I got you know, a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. These same people that are lying to you are also now the same people that told you that masks don't work than they do, the same people that told, told you that uh, asymptomatic people don't spread than they do spread, 
The same people that told you that it would be 15 day, days to slow the curve turns into a year and a half of hell. The same people that put you out of business, the same people that tax you enormously, the same people that want to regulate your life, the same people are the same people that want to take your guns away at a time when you feel like you need them the most. Hey, if you're going to defund the police and allow Black Lives Matter to go ahead and burn your house down, you better believe you're going to want to have a gun and you're going to want to fight back. Why? Because you want to protect your family. You have a right to protect your family. You have a right to your God. You have a right to live your life with liberty, freedom, and justice. You have those rights. Those are called, what do they call them? Inalienable rights in the Constitution. They didn't just make that up. I mean, they, they did, but they didn't. I mean, it was absolutely essential. And the Democrats want to take that away, just like Stalin did, just like Mussolini did, just like Hitler did to the Jews or people he didn't like. Today, it's white male. But in Hitler's day, it was a Jewish person. <clears throat> it's no different. And we're seeing it. We're witnessing it with our own two eyes. I know that people are going to be looking back at this time and saying, how did they get to be that stupid? And I'm just going to say to those people hundreds of years from now, it wasn't me. I complained, kicking and screaming the whole time. It wasn't me that was that dumb. It was the Democrats, the Democrat terrorist party, the liberal terrorists, the liberal Marxists that were behind all of this corruption, these two standards of justice, the corrupt FBI that covers up Las Vegas, covers up the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, covers up the January 6th events that unfolded that day where People lost their lives, yet not one gun was discovered. They can't still explain why there were pipe bombs the day before planted in places. I think it was an infiltration. I think that there were FBI agents involved. And I think this was a set-up trap for Trump to get rid of Trump. They hated Trump that much. You got even General Milley of the Army Talking about wokeness and being offended that he's called woke. Pansy. You know, the thing is, General Milley turned his back on Trump as well. And it's like everybody Trump hired was a spineless swamp creature. And it's like, well, welcome to Washington. I always said Trump ought to hire his Roy Cohn. Now, Roy Cohn was, a uh, story about Roy Cohn was his old attorney. Actually turned... Turn out Roy Cohn was a homosexual who used to hang out at uh, Studio 54 and died of AIDS. But he was a really hard ass, a uh, hard butt <laughs> um, uh, attorney, right? I mean, a tough guy. And um, he was a, he was one of those attorneys, right? Real, you know, go for the throat kind of guy. And it was that kind of thing that he needed in Washington. I think he needed something like that for the AG, for the FBI, for the CIA, to get to the bottom of the corruption. I think that the biggest problems weren't outside of the 
four walls of the CIA, FBI, and the Department of Justice. They were inside, and they needed to clean up. They needed to clean house, and they didn't do that. They certainly didn't do it effectively. They even had the wrong DNI, Coates. So he had Dan Coates as DNI. He had Comey, then Christopher Wray as FBI. He had Gina Haspel as the CIA director. I never understood these selections. And, And as a consequence, nothing really got done in the right way. They, they should have focused a lot more on that. But the same people that are selling you all this corruption now want to take away your guns. And they want to sell you vaccines. Do you trust them? After all that I just said to you today, do you... Do you no, I know the answer is no. So don't give away your gun. Don't let them take it. Unless the last shot is fired. I mean... Literally, you can't give up your freedoms and you can't give up your right to defend yourself. You can't. This is serious business. This is not playtime anymore. They're doing it right in front of your face. They don't even care anymore. They don't even bear to hide it. You know, for General Milley to do what he did, I just thought, wow, what a spineless spineless creature you know I was sickened when I saw General Milley do that let's take a listen to General Milley about critical race theory let's take a listen to this we have a lot of clips to play today we're going to try to get to some of them at least let's take a listen to this one thank you gentlemen for joining us today I know my time is very precious but I would like to yield some of my time to General Milley because I know that he had some comments that he wanted to make when Representative Gates was talking as well uh, as Mr. Waltz about a similar subject of the stand down and, and race theory would you like a minute or so to comment on that do you remember what we were what your line of questioning or thought was there um, sure um, first of all on the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, but I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America. What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that, because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders, now and in the future, do understand it. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read, I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong? with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend. And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, antebellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African-Americans that were three-quarters of a human being 
when this country was formed. And then we had a civil war and emancipation proclamation to change it. And we brought it up to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. It took another 100 years to change that. So look it, I do want to know. And I respect your service, and you and I are both Green Berets. But I want to know. And it matters to our military and the discipline and cohesion of this military. And I thank you for the opportunity to make a comment on that. Thank you, General. So that's General Mark Milley. What a loser. Um, you know, uh, basically, he's a big-time chump. And what he just said is so ridiculous. To, to talk about white rage, the insurrection that he's talking about in the Capitol was an infiltration, not an insurrection. And there, there, you know, if you want to learn about what happened on January 6th, release all the videotape. 14,000 hours. The, the conservatives and the Republicans are begging <clears throat> for that information to come available. But they won't make it available because of swine creatures like him who basically won't release the information. And they gaslight the American public. The reason why he said he was offended by being called woke is because and and Matt Gates shook his head at that is because Matt Gates earlier had said something to that effect so this liberal uh congresswoman was giving him a right to respond to something that Matt Gates said basically he's complaining that the West Point uh college is teaching critical race theory and they're denying it but um you know, for this guy to say he doesn't understand what white rage is and I'm white, is focusing on the wrong thing. He wants to try to get a better understanding of what happened on January 6th. Well, it's, it's the, <clears throat> number one, the fact that you would even have people marching on Capitol means that the congressmen themselves are not doing their job. Apparently, the people, 75 million people, really don't like what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are doing. I really don't like the fact that you could actually set records and fill stadiums and somehow the guy that can't fill 12 circles at a, at a Biden rally with cars, a couple of cars honking, every, once every blue moon when he would come out of his basement, somehow got 81 million votes, yet, you know, you got YouTube modifying the dislikes on every one of his posts. Every time Biden speaks, he gets tremendous amounts of dislikes. And say he got 10,000 dislikes by 3 p.m. And by 7 p.m., that's down to 2,500 dislikes. They just cut 75% of those dislikes down. Not to mention the fact that over the last, over the next few hours, there would have been quadruple the amount of dislikes the dislikes would have gone through the roof the point being is that the social big tech social media is censoring and manipulating data and they're they're gaslighting the american public they're not they're not withhold the releasing tape every single thing that the democrats did whether it's the adam schiff basement investigation whether it's the chuck uh, the uh Bob Mueller, special counsel, everything was done behind closed doors. And they never came up with anything of real evidence because you can't get the evidence for a crime that never was committed. And they impeached based on a perfectly good phone call only to find out that Alexander Vindman 
edited his own notes, shared them with the whistleblower, Eric Ciaramella, and George Kent, the guy with the big yellow bow tie that was lying through his teeth. He loves Ukraine better than he loves America. He's one of the ambassadors that was rigging the system with regard to the corruption in Burisma with Marie Yovanovitch, the ambassador at the time. And they all went against Trump because they're liberals from the State Department that hate Trump. It's a culture of hate. And as long as they you know, get their status quo and their kickbacks and their palm greased, their red carpet treatment, their five-star hotels, their free flights to everywhere as ambassadors, as diplomats. They get to learn languages and travel all over the place and meet nice people and drink champagne on the government's dime. And they love those kickbacks, those sweet deals where... If I don't, you know, if I let you do this, what do I get? And it's a quid pro quo all the way around. It's what's done on these markets. But that's Mark Milley, the five-star general or four-star general. And he's the uh, head of the, uh, he's the defense secretary. And he he, uh, didn't have Trump's back. And you wonder again why Trump hired him. You know, why was Trump hiring these people that hate him? I think he thought that they would they would come around to loving him. They would get if they got to know him, they'd like him. And they never did because politics is is the worst kind of discrimination. And I know so many people that have lost their jobs as a result of it. So there's that. And that's the that's just what's going on. And it's everywhere you turn now. And you think, you wonder if they even mean it. Like I saw um, Emerson, um, uh, Allison Camerato. Uh, she used to be on Fox and Friends. And she was seemed like a fairly conservative person. And the next thing you know, she goes to CNN. And all of a sudden, she becomes his libtard. And you're like, whoa. It's like a kind of a change. You see these people changing their tune overnight. You don't know what you're really getting. You know, and a lot of people lost their careers over it. You know, um, Megyn Kelly is a good example of how she, and and the Drudge Report uh, is another example of how they went from right to left or left to right. And they do it almost like with ease, like a chameleon. You wonder if they're actually entertainers or they really believe in the conviction, their own convictions. And I, I honestly don't feel like I know the answer to that. I see it all the time, though. And it's, it's really frustrating. It's really crazy, you know, when you think about it. So the same people that were selling you critical race theory are selling you the vaccines want to take away your guns. Let's take a listen to this other report related to the 51,000 people with heart attacks listed and counted as COVID. The latest numbers from the CDC reveal hospitals have been counting patients who died from serious pre-existing conditions as COVID-19 deaths. One America's Pearson Sharp has more as the CDC counts over 51,000 patients who died from heart attacks as opposed to coronavirus. 
The Centers for Disease Control have updated their death counts for coronavirus and reveal yet again that COVID-19 is rarely the actual cause of death among coronavirus patients. According to the CDC themselves, of the 220,000 deaths attributed to the coronavirus, 87,000 of them died from pneumonia and influenza. Another 17,000 died from chronic respiratory diseases and 26,000 died from respiratory distress syndrome. 44,000 patients died from hypertensive diseases, 23,000 died from heart disease, and a whopping 28,000 died from cardiac arrest and heart failure. Yet all of these, even patients who died from heart attacks, were marked down as dying from the coronavirus. Doctors who spoke with One American News explained that 131,000 patients who are being considered COVID-19 deaths already had life-ending diseases, including cancer, dementia, and even end-stage renal failure. And according to the CDC again, if you look at place of death, you'll see that some 10,000 patients who died from COVID were on hospice care, meaning they were terminally ill to begin with and were already expected to die. Doctors tell One America News that all of these patients were critically ill and likely died from their pre-existing conditions without any help from the coronavirus. However, they explain that the CARES Act, passed by Congress in March, gives hospitals a 20% bonus on their diagnosis-related group paid for by Medicare. Essentially, that means doctors are being paid to list deaths as coronavirus without any indication the patient's death was actually COVID-related. The 1918 Spanish flu is often used as an example of a comparable pandemic, and perhaps it's more comparable than most people realize, according to the National Institutes of Health and even Dr. Anthony Fauci himself. In a 2008 paper explained that the majority of deaths during the 1918 and 1919 pandemic were not caused by the influenza alone. Instead, Dr. Fauci says that the vast majority of deaths were caused by bacterial pneumonia. Exactly what the CDC shows we're witnessing again today. The CDC backs these numbers up, explaining that coronavirus itself is responsible for just 6% of all deaths listed as coronavirus-related. The other 94% of deaths are due to pre-existing comorbidities, including serious illnesses and advanced age. However, despite this report being officially published by the CDC, so far the mainstream media have completely ignored it, instead continuing to hype a pandemic that seems less dangerous every day. Pearson Sharp, One American News. Want to see more videos like this? So you see that. So 94% of COVID deaths had co, you know, had co, pre-existing comorbidities. So what do you think of that? Do you think that they didn't exploit the heck out of this to try to rig elections and get you to mail in your ballot? so that they could use these machines and so they can collect. You know, like I say, they get these um, illegals coming through the southern border. They they flip them into accounts. They flip them into IDs. They turn those IDs into registered voters. They turn the registered voters into ballots. They turn the ballots into votes. Like I said, that old QuickBooks analogy. You can't create an invoice if you don't have an account to begin with. Once you get the account, you can create all kinds of invoices against it. And you could even pay that invoice and never mail that invoice out. You could say, okay, your receipt is your credit card statement. 
And there it is. It's an invoice that will never have a fold. It will never be mailed out, folded, and sent back. And in fact, in many of the uh, election fraud cases, they saw where a ballot was created, sent out, and received all in one day. And that was a case where I think the ballot was created against the registered voter, registered voter. I think in a lot of cases, too, there was an unprecedented amount of voter registration calls. Like every time I logged onto social media, everywhere I went, I made a mental note and I said, wow, I've never seen so much call to register. Like this seems to be a big thing. And when I went and checked it out, I saw that it seemed to be very, very difficult that uh, to do. Who would do this? And I'm thinking that the general public really didn't do it. It was just a massive portal for teams of people, probably liberals, my guess, to go out there and just register voters, or just register. They had lists of dead people. They had lists of underage people. But maybe they had lists of, of, of uh, non-citizens. And they were registering these people to vote without the non-citizen even knowing. But they had some sort of an ID and they would register all day, all night to get the registrations up because they knew that they were going to need numbers. Like in Wisconsin, they, they refigured the number because at one point, the number of registrations was exceeded by the number of votes that night. And then they said, oh, no, you didn't count the, the day of registration. And that was the other thing is why was it so important to actually get people to register to vote on the day of the election? Doesn't that sound insane to you? But that's exactly what they did. And somehow they in one week they came up, they hadn't gotten 600,000 reg- new registrations in Wisconsin for a long time. In over and almost overnight, they got 600,000 registrations. They got what they needed to keep the percentages looking normal. They have comp- thresholds dictated by a computer. So, you know, that's what you have there. We want to take a listen to Mo Brooks. Um, Mo Brooks, let's see. We got a bunch of uh, audio that we need to hear now. Okay, let's try to listen to it. Mo Brooks said this. Folks need to know it's not for the People's Act, which is a uh, just a uh, a name. It's a lie in the name. It's not for the people. It's against the people. And so it's so important. Well, I understand that people, how they use the word people, like as in People's Republic of China. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's socialism, communism, dictatorial government. That's where they want to take us. This is a step in that direction. They don't think that we should, citizens should be trusted with liberty and freedom, that we're not responsible enough to be trusted with liberty and freedom. Therefore, it is only right and just for them with their superior intellects to be able to dictate to the rest of America what we can and cannot do with our lives. I reject that. But nonetheless, that's where the Socialist Democrats want to take us. Do you think S-1 has a chance of passing? I know that we've got some senators now, there, uh, Manchin and, and uh, Cinema, that are are holding back. Um, what are your... Yes, it does have a chance of passing. Would it pass 
in its current form? Probably not, because Joe Manchin has already gone on record saying he will not vote for it. But I'm going to wait and see attitude with both Kirsten Cinema and uh, Joe Manchin to see whether or not this is just a bargaining chip. And at some point in time, they go ahead and... Yeah. All right. So we got Ram Paul. Now, Ram Paul tears into Senate witness for indiscriminately pushing vaccines. Let's take a listen to this. I, I agree with you that um, misinformation is leading to vaccine hesitancy. And I think probably the largest area of misinformation is actually coming from the government regarding natural immunity. There's actually dozens and dozens of peer-reviewed articles on natural immunity. The natural immunity uh, is robust. A study from Washington University School of Medicine just recently says mild infection with SARS-CoV-2 induces a robust antigen-specific long-lived tumoral immune memory in humans. Cleveland Clinic study, 50,000 employees showed that those who had had the disease previously had the same, if not better, immunity than those who'd been vaccinated. If we deny this and we say, stick your head in the sand, everybody be vaccinated, don't worry your pretty little head about whether you've had it or not, we don't do any testing, we have lots of ways of testing for immunity, guess what? The, gov- the people are going to have hesitancy because they think you're not telling them the truth, which is true. That isn't the truth. We do know that you get uh, robust immunity from this. We also know that even taking conservative estimates from the CDC, that about 100 million people have had this. How do we know that? 34 million people have tested positive, but even the most conservative antibody surveys show that at least two people for every one that got it also had it. That's 100 million people. And so if we discount that, we say, oh, we're never getting to herd immunity. You have all these articles saying, we'll never make it, we'll never make it. We don't know people vaccinated, but then we say, oh, we've got to go harder. Now we're going to go for the 10-year-old, then the 5-year-old, then we're going to go for the 2-year-old, then we're going to say, oh, you can't leave the hospital until you're vaccinated. People are going to be hesitant because they don't believe you, and they don't believe that the risk of the disease in children anywhere equates to adults. Over 65, it's at least 1,000 times more dangerous. The death rate under 25 about one in a million. If you combine natural immunity with vaccine immunity, Dr. McCary of Johns Hopkins estimates that 80 to 85% of adults have immunity and that we have reached herd immunity. Yet the government insists on discounting or really not counting at all the millions of individuals who have acquired natural immunity. This scientific error causes the government to believe that we haven't gotten there, that we have to go harder and harder and harder. There are reports of myocarditis. It isn't decided yet. We're in the means of talking about this. And if we just say blithely, go take your vaccine, don't think about this, that's not good medicine. We should think about it. I don't know what the risk is. It may turn out that it's one in 10 million. And then by all means, I'd say go. If you're over 65, I say without question, the vaccine is way safer than the disease. But I can't say that with a surety for a 10-year-old. I really can't say that. I also can't say that we haven't reached herd immunity and that we're pushing so hard on the kids that we might do damage to children with this. It's an unknown question. The science is not completely done on children. They're discussing it this week. How frequent is myocarditis? We don't know that. If it's one in 100,000 and the chance of myocarditis in the normal population is one in a million, I would probably say you ought to think twice about it. But another way to do it is we could test the children. We could test the adults. If they have antibodies, you know, let them make a choice. Let them make an intelligent choice. Some people will still choose to be vaccinated. But we are so adamant get the vaccine, don't think about it, that that leads to hesitancy because people don't think we're following the science or that people who give that advice are following the science. So my question is, 
Shouldn't previous infection be considered in the effort to push vaccination on our children? And here's the here's the deal on that too is is uh, the reason for the push is the same people that sold you all this other stuff that want to take away your guns and sell you all this other nonsense and who have lied to you want to sell you the vaccine. Why do they want to sell you the vaccine is the question. I mean, it's it's the answer is obvious. They want that goal to be 70% because the corporations, they need corporations to get on board with this. Corporations won't get on board if you don't reach 70%. Once you reach that threshold of 70%, corporations will adopt vaccine passport requirements. It's economy of scale. It's fiduciary duty to the shareholders. You can't turn away business. If you're Best Buy or if you're you know one of these big Target or Walmart or whatever, you've already proven your metal that you're able to be woke and endorse Black Lives Matter Marxist groups. What's to stop you from actually endorsing vaccine passports? Well, money. So you can't turn away people at the door wanting to walk in and buy stuff out of your store unless you represent 30, less than 30%. Now you can afford to make that calculus because 70% can bully 30%. 50% can't bully 50%. 60% can bully 40 but not enough. It's 70% is that sweet spot where you can bully around people and mess around with their rights and forget about and just basically shove the bill of rights up, you know, the you know what. So basically the idea is they don't really care about the Bill of Rights or whether you live or die or your safety. And these vaccine passports what the government wants, but they can't get the policy out without the corporate uh, adoption. And so the corporations need to adopt public policy for public policy to really take off. And 70-30 is that sweet spot, and that's what Biden is doing. That's what they're trying to push, whether you need it or you don't. And that's what they're trying to get at because ultimately they don't just want to control your every move. They want to control everything. You know, it was the Democrats that invented first-class passenger seating. Well, now if you're a vaccine passport, you get the 50-yard line at the NFL game. And if you're not vaccinated passport, you get the end zone and you've been separated from your friends. That's Vaccine passport segregation, where some states adopted it, some states have banned it, and now what do we have? We have segregation, which is what the Democrats have always endorsed, segregation. And it's what they're doing now. Hey, stay tuned for the next show. Uh, Tomorrow we're going to get into this deeper. Uh, You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. We're at the end of our show right now. And with that, my name's Scott Adams. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper I grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there